Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee, your host, and hopefully you've been joining us for the past two episodes of our episodic podcast series on Telltale Games with Job Stauffer, head of creative communications worldwide Telltale. In the previous two episodes, you have heard him talk about VR, virtual reality, as an exercise tool and kind of how the new technology will possibly evolve for the future. You've also heard him talk about Guardians of the Galaxy and Twitch and how that platform is used with games like Telltales. In this episode, we're going to cover Tales from the Borderlands, Walking Dead, and Batman generally. The episode begins with us talking about a post-apocalyptic world and how Borderlands came about in this kind of environment and uh, how to create a game based on that. So we're going to pick up with Tales from the Borderlands. All right, another choice for you. Oh, no. Talking, Here we go. Yes, talking about Borderlands and our post-apocalyptic worlds, uh, Chelsea S. Job, which he prefers, zombies or bats? <laughs> zombies or bats? Yes. Um, are we talking like Walking Dead zombies or are we talking like Minecraft zombies and bats? Because there's zombies and bats in Minecraft, but there's a... Yeah, no, there's... not Enderman-level zombies, like Walking okay. Dead zombies. Walking Dead level zombies or what? Or bats, Bat which would lead us to Batman, hint, hint. Oh, oh man, that's like choosing between some children. Um, <laughs> we'll get to both of them, I swear. Oh, man. When, when, how much time do I have? When's the timeout? Cause it's, There's it's, no timeout. We can talk till you're done. It's up to you. Uh, I mean, apples and oranges, man. Can I have both? What about you a zombie can. bat? You can have both. Zombie bat. No. There's three choices. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> zombie bat means zombie is the first part of that. Oh, man. I'm going to choose only because it's the, the season is running right now. I'll save zombies. Okay. So Walking Dead New Frontier. Um, Walking Dead is my favorite of the Telltale games. I have to say, mm-hmm. I appreciate season one and two a little more than my journey with Javier, which I'm going through right mm-hmm. now. Um, Did you finish episode three yet? No, it just came out yesterday. Are you kidding? Hey, hey, it's it's, <laughs> it's like you know, it's not even. I think it's like two hours, ninety minutes. Um, okay, it will be. It doesn't take easy. long. Check it out. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, so. Zombies, since we're talking about that. Now, there are a number of types mm-hmm. of zombies. There's, mm-hmm. you know, Night of the Living Dead zombies, World War mm-hmm. Z zombies, and even right. the TV series is different. So mm-hmm. how did you guys choose this type of zombie and how fast to make the zombie, how it looks exactly? Well, I think um, there's, there's a deeper story to that. And truth is, is that in the Walking Dead universe, they're actually, they're not called zombies. Um, uh they are walkers or um and um uh why did we choose them that's more robert kirkman's choice and i think working with robert kirkman is actually a funny story um he was a big fan of telltale for years like he's a big loves games he's played if you ask him he'll tell you about all the stars he's picked up in mario galaxy and he plays games all the time and like He's just—he's an awesome dude. Like he—he knows—he knows his shit. Like I—he's—he's he's love him. He, I love him. Um, I always think he's gonna hurt me, but then he's just full of hugs and um, <laughs> and tears. 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's it, he was a big fan of Telltale, and actually his one of his favorite games was Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people, which was before my time, but also one of my favorite games. Did you ever play Strong Bad's cool game no. for attractive people? Yeah, that's kind of that's a deep dive in a tel- like pre Walking Dead Telltale. Uh, it was, I mean, if you were familiar with the internet phenomenon of Strong Bad and Homestar Runner, it was it was the Homestar Runner game, and um, you know he he knows this stuff and he knows he knows that we're more about interactive storytelling and and as as games than we are about jumping around and shooting things. It's not about that, and with him as a storyteller um, and someone who understood games and understood what we do. It was actually at Comic Con, where you know, before Walking Dead was as, as maybe as huge as it was, it was before the show premiered. Um, it just took one of our guys, you know, who's down there, I think, doing a, a Back to the Future booth, you know, saw Robert across the aisle and was just like, "Hey, man, like, uh, big fan of your comic. Like, you ever think you might be interested in doing a video game?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure. Like, actually, I know, I know you guys. I played Strong Bad, and like, it, it just, it, it happened." And, um, you know, we, we signed on with him, and it was, um, you know, it's based on the comic license. It's not based on the show. But, you know, that means that we're in, in this thing, we're actually in canon with the comic. Um, so we're kind of telling this other side of the story that you don't see in the pages. And that's why there's crossover with Glenn and Herschel and Michonne and um, uh, Jesus in season three. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it, it, I think for Telltale, probably the... Um, one of the, uh, I mean, it's undeniable that you know, I think without Walking Dead, there, there, we wouldn't be doing what we are today. But it's also a lot of people don't recognize that without every step along the way to something like Walking Dead, like everything we do is iterative. So if you look at Jurassic Park, you look at Law and Order Legacy. You know, we do a Law and Order game. Mm. Yeah, not a lot of people do. Uh, that, um, Everything that we had done, like every single aspect of everything we do, has has led into the next thing. And like, especially when we have series going at the same time, like when it was Game of Thrones and Borderlands happening at the same time, there were episodes of each that we'd learn techniques or storytelling techniques or camera techniques that that we'd implement into the next thing. Um, and the next thing is usually only a couple weeks away. Um, but you know, working with Robert and and Skybound and, and continuing to work with those guys now on New Frontier, it's 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 awesome. Like it's we have some of the best we have like the best jobs in the world. Like it's it's so much fun and how can you not want to work with guys like Robert and Marvel and and the other side of that choice, you know, D C and Warner Brothers on Batman. Like it's it's just so cool. We love it. Nice. Okay, I've heard you talk a number of times about how the Community feedback and the different choices that people uh-huh. make in data affects future games. And uh-huh. I've noticed at the end of every game, they tell you, you tell us the percentage of people who've chosen a similar choice, etc. Uh-huh. So when you gather that data, uh, is the idea then to use it to make a choice where it's not a majority default and it's more of a kind of torn left or right? Or is it like, how do you use such data to influence the games and Trying to think of the best example to use here. Um, typically, we're kind of aiming for something that's a little more towards the center. You know, we want the choices to be tough. You know, it's not like you know, do you want a stack of pennies or do you want you know a stack of hundred dollar bills? Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, you're about to go to Vegas in your video game, you know, that answer is pretty easy. Um, and we, we we'd like it to be a little more gray and and make that choice a little tough. So we're we are generally aiming down the middle. 
Um, it's more conversational. It's more something where you're more than likely going to go to the water cooler the next day or hop online the next day and have that discussion of, of I did this or, oh my gosh, no, I did this. And this is what it was like for me. So getting a lot of choices to land straight down the middle is, is usually pretty happy, uh, uh, an achievement for us. Um, but, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll see things of like, wow, like, Judging by this data, like not a lot of people like this duck character in episode one mm. and two of Walking Dead, and I'll, I'll, we'll always use that as an example, because if you played season one of Walking Dead, and I will say spoiler alert, um, but hey guys, it's been like five years, so you should probably yeah, seriously. If, if you're listening to this, you might want to catch up. Yeah, duck gets um, FYI. Yeah, so um, that kid in episode one, like no one, barely anyone wanted to save him and everyone thought he was annoying. And like the data just showed like, man, people really don't like duck. And we knew early on, that's like, wow, if, if this kid's got to die in episode three, we want it to be sad. Like people gotta like that kid. Like it's gotta, gotta feel a little bit more empathy. Like you gotta feel something there. So we had this proof positive data that just people didn't like him. And you know, taking that into consideration, that's actually why, and this leads back to Batman, is uh, that's actually why uh, in the next episode, uh, it's episode three, right when you're at the motel, um, and someone's been stealing all the rations, and Lee's walking around the parking lot, and Duck Duck is just like, you know, oh man, what is, what's going on? There's, you know, it's a mystery. Let's solve this. You be Batman, I'll be Robin. And, like, he's just kind of more, he's a little sweeter, and we're kind of cranking that up a little bit more and, like, getting a little more like, oh, man, like, how can you hate this kid? Like, he's so nice, and you have the choice to give him a high five or not. And, like, yeah. if you didn't high five Doc, you're kind of a jerk. Um, <laughs> Do you think it's because Kenny was kind of aggressive? Like, my assumption was just because his dad was in your face, maybe you just, like, vicariously d- disliked Doc? You know, um I think over the years we've come to realize that may have been the case, but also like he, he just didn't really have his time to shine and giving him that time to shine. It was funny because I will also say that all the way back to 2012, we had known that we were, we were kind of going to do a Batman game uh, in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, So when he's like, you be Batman, I'll be Robin. That was actually a foreshadowing uh, little nod to our excitement to eventually be working on Batman. Ah. Easter egg. (laughs) What are you slapping on over there? I hear you hitting things. That's a, I don't know. I'm in, I'm, I, uh, it's like a coaster made of wood. And I'm <laughs> sorry. I should be quiet. That's okay. It's, it's Morse code. Mm. It's just, what you're secretly telling us is the next, the next uh, series you're going to do. I was. It was. What is, more, what is this for Morse code? That's it. Just one thing. <laughs> mm. Secrets. Secrets. Sorry. Continue. Duck, people's um, so yeah, so so stuff like that, um, and um, oh man, there's actually a there's a huge story um, that hasn't quite been told um, as as often, um, but uh, and and this was a, this was a good example, and actually it dates back to that Alamo Draft House. Um, premiere of Borderlands. Um, if you've played Tales of the Borderlands, mm-hmm. awesome. If you haven't, you're one of many people who still haven't, so that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to spoil something here. But um, we had a character who was originally kind of a throwaway character, and his name was Loderbot. And Reese summons him from Helios, and he shows up, and he's just kind of this 
big clunky dude who's just kind of like I, you know, you know, trying to roll with the flaw, like very like, you know, just just I, you love this guy, like, and and we we weren't sure where it was gonna go. There's litter bots in Borderlands. We thought it'd be cool to kind of summon one of these guys, and he'd have some some funny lines, and um, and we really didn't have any plans for him, to be honest. Um, and uh, that night at the Alamo Draft House, I remember. Um, uh, sitting there with Pierre, uh, our head writer at the time, uh, and, and Nick, and just, just we were so nervous because we still hadn't had it in front of an audience. And then seeing the reaction to this character that was kind of, kind of just supposed to explode, and then, and then, eh, you know, whatever, just a, just a robot. Um, it didn't. Uh, we didn't think that people would like him, and then. Sure enough, like he was kind of like the surprise breakout, like oh man, like this, pe- people like this guy. <laughs> um, so in the beginning of that game, there is a, and I'm, I'm going to dance around this and not split, but there is a character who is kind of in the frame story of, of Tales from the Borderlands, and there was a plan for that character, and that character was going to be revealed as at a later time, and the reaction to Loderbot had a huge influence on kind of writing and, and readjusting the course of the story from two onward. And people love this character, and we love them, and we fell in love with them. And then the geniuses in the writing design room figured out this insane backward somersault way to connect this character to a very, very significant through-line plot thread that um, I'm not going to spoil here, but when you get to the end of Tales from the Borderlands and there is a surprise waiting, just know that we, we didn't necessarily plan that all along, but oh my god, am I so proud of the team for figuring out how to make it look like we planned it all along. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm so glad that worked out, but that was another thing where seeing reactions at the Alamo, at our fan events, and seeing the reactions on Twitch and YouTube, and just realizing that, no, like, it's, we, we can kind of adjust this, like, that is, again, why we do live development. That's why we like to kind of be able to adjust and turn and kind of really embrace the social aspect of our, of our games because they be, just get better and better the more that we hear from the fans. Transitioning this data and fan response into Batman, I'm wondering, without revealing spoilers for Batman, which is still ongoing right now, uh, mm-hmm. Is there like a moral to the games that you're trying to convey, or is it more about who the player wants to be as a person? Because I'm wondering if you're looking at the data and you've got, you know, 50-50, what does that say about us as a society? If people are choosing to be dicks or choosing to be heroes, like it's this very hero villain, you know, does that say something about us? Or is it just, you know, there's no moral, it's just you play as, as you will, or is there a choice that you'd like you would like people to be. I I I I will say no, and we we never pass judgment. Like there's no right or wrong answer. We always like to keep it up to the player. We like to give them the space and the agency to role play how they want to play. Uh, but keeping that space within character is always key. Like we want people to be able to choose. If you're Big B, he could say any of these things, and he's a he's a he's, he's a really good swing character as Big B Wolf because he's. You know, he's notorious, he's kind of a badass, but he's also, you know, he understands the plight of Fabletown, and he can, he can, you know, everyone kind of thinks that he's he's bad, but he's, there's more, there's a lot of depth to him. So he was a great swing character. So having characters where they can kind of swing in certain directions and let the player 
um, kind of kind of role play as their Bigby or their Star Lord or their Bruce or their you know Clementine. That that's really key. And and when it comes to you know, are we watching players and seeing how many people did that and then we're judging them? No. Like it's we we never have any moral agenda other than we're putting this up to you and we're going to watch and we're going to see what people do and we're going to respond to how you're behaving. Well, congratulations on Batman as the winner of the Excellence in Convergence at uh, South by Southwest. <laughs> Thank you. Yay. Yeah, I, I had to go up and accept that because there was actually a um, one of our one of our writers, Zach Keller, uh, couldn't make it. Um, he was also working in Guardians at the time, but but that was cool too because like that's that that's um that's kind of all we do at Telltale is convergence is really just bringing pop culture and comics and movies and all this stuff together and like we. We had just put a video game, first first video game to ever premiere at South by Southwest in a movie theater, at the Paramount Theater, no less, while the entire audience controlled the story on the big screen from their cell phones. And, like, oh. conver- yeah, Convergence is, like, kind of what we're all about, like, trying this new stuff. And Convergence is kind of the spirit of South by. So we were really, really stoked about that. And that was fan-voted, too. Like, fans voted that. Like, we wouldn't have that without the fans. So... Um, and, uh, I remember I, the last thing I did was I thanked our pets, um, <laughs> because we always, we always think the pet, the pets in our, in our credits, but like, we love, did we love our animals, day? our cats. We had a good puppy. Yeah. We actually had, um, uh, last week uh, we had this group called puppy love, uh, or this, this, uh, this event puppy love. Um, I think the group was, uh, uh, family dog rescue came in and, um, brought all these puppies into the office. They, they typically come in for like puppy therapy where it's, you know, it's it's good. It's good stress relief. It's good for people to kind of get some cuddle time with puppy dogs. And who doesn't want just an afternoon where you can just go down to the break room and hang out with dogs? Like, that's great. So uh, that was awesome. But, like, we always, anytime I see an award show, everyone's like, thanks to my wife and our families and thanks to our partners. And it's like, yeah, but thanks to our dogs and cats, too, because they're awesome and they really get us through a lot. So um, that was that was just awesome. It was so cool and so cool for the whole team to... Um, to get some some props from the fans so that was nice nice okay well i think we're getting close to the end to wrap up Uh-oh. Um, so everyone who hasn't should play walking dead new frontier which just came out yesterday which would be the 28th and for me who's still at batman city of light so embarrassing mm-hmm. i have to play mm-hmm. that as well keep going keep yes going. and in april coming up soon obviously guardians of the galaxy so yes Anything else that we didn't talk about, you feel we should add, et cetera, towards the end? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, I think for, for your listeners, I've talked their ears off, and I apologize. <laughs> no, uh, I'll probably break it up into episodes just to be like that. I, uh, yeah, episodic, uh, <laughs> episodic, episodic podcast. podcasting. Um, no, just, uh, you know, if you're a fan of Telltale and this is why you listened, um, thanks for being a fan. Really appreciate it. Um, if you've... If you like our stuff, you know, obviously follow us on uh, on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. Um, you know, um, just uh, thank, thanks for being awesome and thanks for being cool and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episodic podcast series. This is the conclusion of the Telltale portion. Uh, stay tuned for an upcoming podcast, which I think you'll really enjoy, on publishing in the games industry and indie games in particular. So if you'd like to find me, you can do so 
at Gray Area Podcast or at Genesee on Twitter. Hopefully you're listening on iTunes right now. And if you'd like to leave a review, please do so. That's always welcome. And you can find us on Facebook, Gray Area Podcast or Genesee as well. So stay tuned for next time for that upcoming show. And uh, I'll be going to C2E2 coming up next week where maybe I'll see some of you. Hopefully you have a great time there if you're visiting. And stay tuned for next time.